do it, y'all. October 31st. Oh my gosh, October 31st. Happy Halloween. Happy last day of Downtown Awareness Month. Have you ever done a couple's costume? Oh, yeah. Chris, yeah. tell Not, me about your couple's costume. I've never done... Oh, wait, I did do one couple's costume with Chris. The one that came to mind was not with Chris. <laughs> okay, but that's fine. Just a, just anyone. <laughs> one time we he was Zeus and I was uh, – oh, which – I was Aphrodite. But – and all we did was have – like we wore sheets. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> You could have been ghost. We don't know. <laughs> but uh, when I was in college, I went to a date function – and invited this boy to my sorority date function thing. And we were a, we were both trees with a clothesline between us and a pair of boxers clipped on the clothesline. (laughs) And it was really good. It was my favorite. (laughs) That is so clever. You should, too bad. Well, I guess this is the daytime. You and Chris can still do that tonight. We could. For trick-or-treating. You know, we could throw that together. like a whole family ordeal and all five of you have to somehow navigate the neighborhood as connected. trees connected by clotheslines. <laughs> I love it. So clever listener. If you're listening to this this morning and you're trick-or-treating, you're like, what can I go as? Grab your partner. That's right. <laughs> you can do it. And a pair of underwear and some clothes. Pants, and I think you can make it happen. That's amazing. What amazing. about you, Heather? I, We've done some family ones like last year or the year before. It's all a blur. We were all characters from Hamilton. Cute. But we have, Josh and I have put on his suit that we got married. He got married in in my wedding dress. Wow. And that, your wedding dress is always a great, like find a time, a costume party, a couple's party, Halloween, get that wedding dress on. It's so fun. It's so fun because my kids aren't going to wear it. So it's dirty and it's, it's just so fun. Oh, so I need to, that. I mean, that's, that's hoping, hoping that I can fit in it, but, uh, I do, it's still in Texas. I got to get that dress to New Jersey. My mom would really like for me to get it out of her house too. I'm sure she would. This is like, just because we can rabbit trail for just a second here, listeners. <laughs> I, my parents live in the house I grew up in. And so my wedding dress is in the closet there and it's a decent sized house and they are the only two people there. And there's lots of closets, lots of closets, lots of storage, lots of places, cupboards. I live in a house that is 126 years old and 126 years ago, no one owned Uh -uh. things. And so there's no storage. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. There's one closet in the house. It's just, it's ridiculous. So all this to say, my mom wanted to give me my wedding dress. So she's like, "You, you need to take it. And my parents live 30 minutes from me. And I'm like, I, it, if I have to have this wedding dress in my possession, it's going to Goodwill. And then she'll come up with like boxes of like all this memorabilia from my childhood. I'm like, mother, I can't take this memorabilia from my childhood. <laughs> Keep it at your house or get rid of it. Like I can't, I'm not taking this box of, I have no idea what's in here. Put it back where you found it because it's not <laughs> taking up any like too much space anyway. And when it's time to sell the house, we'll figure it out. But I'm not taking it. That's all. There's nowhere to put anything. So no. there you go. Fair enough. Well, happy Halloween to all the people out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you need us to keep talking about costume ideas, 
just hit us up on our DMs. But until <laughs> if you're if you're done with that, then join us here because it is time to shout some worth and shift some narratives for people with Down syndrome. Everybody, welcome to the Lucky Few podcast. We are celebrating Down Syndrome Awareness Month, and today is the last, the very last day of Down Syndrome Awareness Month, and we are closing things up with two amazing self-advocates. Today, we want to introduce you to an amazing couple. Craig Blackburn and Heather Hancock Blackburn are here with us to share their love story and all about their journey of spreading advocacy and awareness for marriage equality for people with Down syndrome. Y'all, we are so excited to chat with them today. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. Able Now accounts help eligible individuals and their families save and invest for the future without endangering certain disability benefits that are critical for health and independence. Able Now savings accounts are available to qualified individuals in all 50 states. Learn if you or someone you know is eligible for an Able Now account at ablenow.com. That's ablenow.com. All right, before we jump in this conversation with Craig and Heather and their mothers, Lisa and Pat, I'm going to read another review from Beautifully Jeannie, who says, before listening to this podcast, I've had said I don't have a connection with Down syndrome. Now I know that I do because I am human. Oh, I always insert my own thoughts during these things. I'm sorry. Okay. Hmm, That's so amazing. Back to the comment. I am a normal variation of human being, and so are my Trisme 21 siblings. I'm glad we are all here together, whether we meet other people's expectations or not, and whatever difficulties we happen to experience. So listen up. This podcast is beautiful. Thanks for that review, Beautifully Genie. And listener, you are part of this human experience, Mm -hmm. right? Because you are human. We're so glad you're here. If you love this podcast as well, you can head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a review. You can also leave a review under any new episode that you find on Spotify. It means so much to us. Amazing. All right, friends, we are here with Craig Blackburn and Heather Hancock Blackburn. We're so excited to hear about their love story, wedding, and more about their passion for spreading awareness and advocating for marriage equality. Since graduating from high school in 2000, Craig has given motivational speeches throughout the U.S. and even in the Middle East, spreading the messages of ability and full inclusion for all. Craig's goals included living independently, getting married, and having his dream job. In 2010, he purchased his own condo in Louisiana and enjoys living independently. In 2017, he started his dream job with the New Orleans Pelicans NBA basketball team. 
After after the Pelicans decided not to resume full staff operations in 2022, he was offered the opportunity to work for the Saints equipment team and has loved working with them since July 2022. He is proudly on the board of Louisiana Special Olympics and Gigi's Playhouse. He lives and believes that success comes in trying and that everyone has something to contribute. Heather lives in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and graduated from high school in 2005, where she was voted Miss Westmore at her senior prom and honored with a scholarship to the Moore Norman Technology Center, where she completed the business technology program in 2007. She began working her dream job in 2008 at the Oklahoma State Department of Education in the special education section, where she is currently an administrative assistant to the assistant state superintendent. She has just started working a second job for the Down Syndrome Association of Central Oklahoma as one of their first paid self-advocate employees. Heather competes in Special Olympics Oklahoma in swimming powerlifting, basketball, bowling, and bocce. She participated in the Miss Amazing pageant for women with disabilities and won the 2018 Oklahoma Senior Miss Amazing, then went on to the National Miss Amazing in Chicago, where she won National Senior Miss Amazing. Whew, you guys, this is a lot. Okay. Craig and Heather were married in 2016 in a beautiful beach ceremony in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. And we can't wait to hear more about this love story, friends. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast, Craig and Heather. Hi, guys. Hi, Craig. How you doing? Hello. Good. Uh, We also want to have the moms introduce yourself I'm Lisa well. Hancock. I'm Heather's mom. And I'm Pat Early. I am Craig's mom. Awesome. Hi. You guys, this is so exciting. I was on I was muted for a minute and just talking, talking. I feel like we are just in the presence of greatness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, they think they are, don't you? Yep. <laughs> um I mean yes. Um Okay, moms, will you tell us a little bit about yourselves too? Just give us, you get to give oh. your own introduction and may it be as grand as your child's. It's up well, to you. Well, <laughs> um, I'm Lisa Hancock and uh, Heather, um, I, I've been a nurse for 40 plus years and um, it's really been a blessing for our family since Heather has quite a few health issues. So it's really helped me through uh life raising a child with down syndrome with all the um things that come with it so um i'm married i have a uh, my husband's name is bill and we have another daughter her name is jennifer and her name's jennifer bellina she's married to joey bellina and i have a granddaughter uh juliana bellina so fun hi I'm Pat, and I am Craig's mom. Um, we live in Louisiana, and um, life is exciting when you're raising an individual with Down syndrome. There's many, many, many highs, a few lows, but um, they're amazing people. I really feel like the person I am today is because of Craig. 
Um, he is an only child, but he does have a stepsister and a stepbrother, and he's got six nieces and nephews. And um, it's just, it's been an amazing journey. Um, you know, we meet many new young moms that, you know, are just getting, becoming uh, mothers of individuals with Down syndrome, and they're facing all the fears. But, you know, and I know Lisa tells the same thing. You can't imagine what your life's going to be like. Everybody in life faces challenges and we, you know, you just move on and do the very best you can, but it's been a blessing. Yeah. I love that moms. Thank you so much. And I'm also a mother. I have two children with Down syndrome and I, I remember, I want to get right into Craig and Heather, you guys' relationship because it is one of those misconceptions at the very beginning of a diagnosis that you just get a lot of. They'll live with you forever as it's like said in a negative, or they're never going to have get married or they're never going to have a partner, a life partner. And then I remember Craig and Heather, when I met you guys um, in DC in April of this year, 2023, and you were sharing that you guys are married. And I'm like, I just want to know everything. Like I want to know, I want to know all of it. The ends now it's because we, and we'll get to this, but it's also tricky because there's a lot of, um, What's the right word I'm thinking of? Not that it's discrimination. There's an injustice when it comes to people with disabilities actually legally getting married. So we can go there too. But all that to say, Craig and Heather, can you tell us how you first met? I want to. I want to hear your love story. How did you first meet? Uh, we met at a Down syndrome convention um, back in it was 2004. So we met at St. Louis. Um, and we, and I remember at the time when we first met, we got set up on a blind date for my friend, George Earhart and my mom. And, and I think Craig was down in the booth at the time. So I was in the workshop and we did, the workshop was on juggling. So I was busy doing that. And then my mom tried to get me to step out and George wanted me to step out and meet this guy. And I didn't know, in fact, till Craig came into the room and I knew he thought he was the one that I know he's the one that I want to be with for the rest of my life. Well, she didn't want to come out of that room uh, of the juggling so she was enjoying it and she didn't want to be interrupted. But the minute she saw Craig, she goes, ooh, I, I want to go. <laughs> oh, Forget juggling. <laughs> forget the juggling now when she saw him she said okay i'll go (laughs) i love it oh go ahead craig so i was um i was there hosting with our dancing association of grand Orleans, and we were hosting a booth so of course miss lisa and miss george the president of their Oklahoma city approached me first but then it's like I didn't want to meet Heather, and I said, um, let me go into the back of the workshop. So right then and there, Heather turns around and says, this is the person I want to be married with. Whoa. After the fact was that we were at a seventy basketball game, and two of our adults was on the same design note with us and um we exchanged numbers and exchanged 
phone numbers, and we can let them know each other one-on-one. Well, our friend, that's how it happened. The friend by the name of Doris, who was our president of our Down Syndrome Association at the time, she had met him before Heather and I ever got to the conference. She met him at their booth and she just thought they would make a cute couple. And she was bound and determined to hook them up, set them up. And then she told me and then I met Craig. And then so we went up there and Try, you know, to see if Heather would want to come out. And, and like I said, she was giving me trouble about coming to meet him. And then the minute she saw him, of course, she was ready to meet him. But then they, I guess, Craig, you asked her to go out to that celebrity basketball game that evening, correct? Yes, I did. Yeah. And, and then we went back to the hotel and um, there was a dance that night. Mm-hmm. So you... You met that afternoon, and then right away you asked her out on a date. And what, real quick, Heather, you would say this this was love at first sight? Yes. Okay. And then, Craig, you obviously were attracted to her and thought, let's go on a date. This is the same night. Right. And you go to the yes. game, and then you go to the dance. So you're just like right. just in it right away. And can I ask you both how old you were when this happened? I was probably still in high school at she, the time. She was in high school. She was probably 17. Yeah. About 17, I think, okay. or maybe 18, uh-huh. somewhere like that. You probably would, you're three years older, 21, 22. Okay. Like 21, 22 years old, yeah. I was. Cool. Yeah. And as you, as you guys, maybe on that first date or maybe later, you started to get to know each other. What was your favorite thing about each other? What was the thing you, you started to really like right away? That's a bit- it's the best thing is typically I've been knowing Heather for several months in holidays. We can spend time. I go to Oklahoma frequently and Heather comes here in Orange frequently. And so in um, the beginning, what did you like about each other? Why I like Heather is like she has romantic, loving, <laughs> caring, and she's awesome. The beautiful that make me smile because it's I love Heather the most. She is romantic. She I will tell you that. <laughs> Everything's about romance. Yep. Right. It is. Yeah, you love romance, don't you? <laughs> yeah. The reason that I like Craig because he's intelligent. He's a guy that I know in my whole entire life. He's faithful, lovable, funniest guy I know in my heart and that's how I know about him and what helped them a lot was technology because mm-hmm. they could text and they FaceTime I mean they still could communicate long distance with all the yes. technology and so that's kind of the two of them were real savvy with their communications and their technology so and Heather and I are both Bunch of fans and speakers too. So we share messages, um, middle school and high school and other functions. And I also do that with Special Olympics Oklahoma as a global messenger. They just really have very much in common. Mm-hmm. They both love sports. They love being active. They love to dance. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> They're on the go all the time. And I tell friends of mine, I'm, you know, I'm semi-retired nurse. I still work some and my husband's retired, but all we do is we're their pers her personal assistant, running them from activity to activity, you know, conventions to conventions, travel, everything. It's just like we, that our life is consumed by their stuff sometimes. <laughs> awesome. that sounds like a mom. <laughs> Both moms are very active and we love everybody in the relations that we have. Yeah, they're both so busy all the time. They've got something going on constantly, don't you? Yeah. I love it. I do too. <laughs> I, I'm wondering, so then you guys have this first date and you are smitten with each other quickly. And then you, would it be the right Heather after you met, then you're going home, you're flying back to Oklahoma. Is this correct? Right. And then you, but you guys continue to date, which you're explaining a little bit. And how long did you date? So two questions, how long did you date? And then at what point were you like, there's going to be a proposal and there's going to be marriage? Just walk, kind of walk us through your relationship. Okay. Um, after you exchange numbers and all that, back in 2007, we had another convention in Kansas City. And I remember, I think we went to a really nice steak restaurant. And, you know, we exchanged flowers and bouquets and everything um, at the time. And then I didn't know what was going on. And Craig told me he wanted to step out for a moment. So and we were both really nervous. So, yes, <laughs> so anyway, um, what, and I saw so my organization one form a circle and also with Craig's organization as well. I didn't know what was going on. So when Craig came in, he took me by the hand and he put me out of the center of the room and he dropped his knee and he said, he had me from hello. And then he asked me to marry him. Oh it was a terrible feeling. I was so in love with him because the way he proposed and that's the reason why I told him I will marry him. And of course I said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about romance. Woo. <laughs> so then we, we actually met in St. Louis. And um, I had like two options. We had a stink night one night. And then um, if I want to propose to Heather in front of the other South Africans at the dance or do it with our family. So what we did was we had all the Oklahoma family on one side and all of my family on the other side. So then it is like, yes, I was pretty much nervous <laughs> at that time, but I told my mom, I said, could you hold the ring box for me? So somehow I just walked out, I mean, I out, but even though I just, just gathered my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, like what Heather explained was that also we got in the middle of the room, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, I was nervous. 
and, and, and um, why I chose this particular song is you have me from Hello by Kenneth Chesney. And um, I proposed and, and she, was, she said yes. <laughs> That's their song, that Kenny Chesney song. That's great. From hello. Okay, moms, tell me the behind the scenes as the mothers and the the parents and the family. What are you what are you all texting to each other? And as this is starting to happen and unfolding, you know that there's gonna be a proposal. We we communicated frequently and you know, through the years we've always tried to um make it possible that they could be together mm -hmm. and every important event that ended up happening in each other's lives they were there for it and um then it came time you know that you know we talked about it talked about you know um the commitment ceremony and um becoming engaged and so anyway we just talked it through and said you know this is something they really want. We wanted them to have their dream. And, um, you know, the, the engagement itself was absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, we had family, friends from both sides. I mean, mm -hmm. every time that they've done something, there's been support. I mean, mm -hmm. even when we went to St. Thomas and they had mm -hmm. the commitment ceremony, which was amazing. Um, you know, we just worked together with each mm -hmm. other to ensure that their dreams come true. Mm -hmm. and. I think the important message here is, you know, when individuals with developmental disabilities or Down syndrome fall in love, you've got to have family support. Mm -hmm. If you don't, it's just, it's not going to work. And we, we support their wishes and what they, you know, what they want to do and what can happen. It's just, you know, there's always ob obstacles for them for those things like living in the same city. Well, it affects a lot of things. And um, so we try to let them kind of make their decisions, but, you know, there's things that are in the way that, you know, we try to navigate the best we can. But so far, the way it's been where they go back and see each other um, several times a year that, I mean, that's been working for them, but of course they miss each other. And especially when they have to part, it's hard. But um, anyway, that's kind of where that, but we communicate, we're, we're all close family and we're, we feel like each other's family, all of us. Mm -hmm. And um, just, you know, we try to support each other and I don't, we just clicked and it was a blessing. I think God just really blessed both of our families and that we click because it doesn't always work out that way. You know, yeah. was there a moment with anybody in the family, obviously that weren't Craig or Heather, that they was like, no, I don't think marriage is a good idea. Like I, this is not a thing that is going to happen. Or was that not even a part of the conversation with anybody? Was there pushback? I guess is the question. Um, not really, because yeah. all we could do is believe in ourselves that we can make the difference in our community. Mm -hmm. And for for me and for Craig, able to be together more. Yeah. And that was our dream. I mean, as a parent, you want that for your child. And 
if it'll work out in the in the way you can, you know, the best you can help it, you know, for their what they would like, you do the what you can. And luckily Pat and Ken, they have they've kind of been on the same page as us. They want them to be happy mm-hmm. and they want to facilitate the best we can, uh, their wishes and what they want to do. And when they ended up having their commitment ceremony, there were not that many individuals um, with Down syndrome that had been married. You could probably count them on your hand. But, you know, since that point in time, I think it's happening for more folks. Mm-hmm. And and you all decided to have your commitment ceremony in St. Thomas. And, yes. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that decision? and uh, and yeah, how did you decide that you wanted to do it there? The reason why we thought of getting married at St. Thomas, because I like looking out in the ocean and see how beautiful it is, because that's the one thing I want to be married to crack at St. Thomas, because the way the looks and the details. It's romantic. Yeah, it's more romantic looking. She's all about We actually were on a cruise and we got off at St. Thomas and they got married on the beach that day. It was pretty amazing. If you ever have the opportunity, Joey did a video and it's, it's really, really beautiful. It's on YouTube. Yeah. And all you have to do, I think all you have to do is do a search for Craig and Heather's wedding. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll have our producer find it and put a link in, in our episode show notes. And then our listeners can, can click on it and see it. Okay. And I just want to say one more thing to that. The day at St. Thomas when we got married, when I saw Craig down the aisle, his face looked priceless when I walked down because I knew that he was in love with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the best feeling in the world, isn't it? Yeah. The best moment in St. Thomas was, um, we have, Everybody, my parents was involved, and my two um, cousin was there, and everybody was on the beach. In the moment that I, before I would turn around to look at my wife, Heather, um, I see the sparkles in her face, and it's just like mm-hmm. she's so amazing, and she's more. Beautiful than ever because of like, the you know, lovable family that we have. Beautiful. So beautiful. Your guys' love is so evident and inspiring. And um, I thank you for sharing that. And I can't wait to watch that video. I We're going to kind of take a little turn here because listeners, some of our listeners might be a little confused because they're picking up on the fact that you live in different states and we're talking about a commitment ceremonies. So there's not a legal wedding, a legal marriage, um, according to the state or whatever the state, the nation. So I want, I would love for us to t- take a minute to talk about what exactly would happen for you guys, for your benefits. If you were to have been married legally. Um, we will lose all of our medical and social security stuff or us to keep our benefits. Um, that was probably was holding that because, you know, that's the reason 
why we're not legally married yet because of our programs and services for us able to be successful in life in the community and be successful. And that's, you know, that's part of my social security and his to able to have our own insurance and able to able to support each other and, and have the right kind of jobs for each other to have to be successful, to get to contribute, to have that family mm -hmm. support, and, and we need to support each other um, through that to help us get where we are, to be more independent in the community and have the service and programs to help us to be independent so we can live on our own. Well, and also if they change states, state to state, each state has their own state programs and that's what I was trying to and say. They, and they would lose those state benefits and have to start all over in another state. And a lot of times there's wait lists to get services in each of the states that are long. I know ours has just recently tried to do away with the wait list and they're working on all that, that I don't know where they are in the process and how that's going to end up. In Louisiana, Craig was on the, we call it a waiver here. He was on the Medicaid waiver, which for 14 years, because we did not put him on it until he became older. But it's actually his opportunity for independence because he uses his waiver for transportation for right. um, individuals to drive him where he needs to go. And another thing at this point in our life, too, it's, it's independence for my husband and myself because we did not have someone that was able to take him to work, to church, to his social activities. We would need to stay in Louisiana all the time. And, um, you know, that's it's, it's a double whammy. Mm -hmm. Same here. All that's been for us. So what so I did in Louisiana is now since I get, get as, as DI, with benefits of 25%. Would be reduced. Would be reduced. But then we, we found out that um, they are proposing this bill that they are going to, they don't have a bill number yet for the bill. And that's related to the $2,000 that each of them cannot uh, max out at. $2,000 in their checking savings benefits account. And if they were married, they wouldn't have $2,000 a piece. It would be reduced to $3,000. But there is legislation being introduced that they want to take that level up to $10,000, which we hope happens. That would be great. Yeah. Because managing their financial situation is you have to be a genius to be able to do it. Constant. You know, just like Craig, he's got to pay condo. He's got to pay condo fees. His his um, salary is coming in, his social security is coming in, but you can't have all those things that don't go in and out. And there's a balance of over $2,000 because at that point in time, they can risk losing their benefits. Correct. Yeah. As to same thing here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like a bit of a mess. And I, it's sometimes in life when I hear about things, I'm like, who's in charge? Like who's, who, Who's in charge here? Families with individuals with special needs, they have challenges every day of their life. You know, it's just, it's very um, discouraging that um, 
there's things out there that make it even more difficult. And there's always obstacles, just like just recently we've come across some obstacles with medication for her they won't cover. So now we're like having to appeal and and then now her insulin, they're not going to cover the insulin for her. She's got to do a different insulin, which, you know, we could probably do that. But I mean, she's taken this all her since she's been a diabetic since age six. And now you're telling us we got to take something different. So we will have to try it, see if it works. You know, so there's all kinds of those obstacles we deal with every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting hearing you talk about it too, just as I'm like sitting here processing because, um, and, and I'm in California, so I'm in a different state. Mike is in New Jersey. So it's even different state to state, which makes everything such a headache. And it does sort of trap you yeah. in, in the state that you started in or that you built up those benefits. And it's so interesting even just saying these are all benefits. And yes, there are so many great benefits that we have for support, mm-hmm. but then those benefits have these like trap doors, yeah. you know? So then when the benefit turns against you, which I think this is exactly that example of, yes, there's these great benefits. And now it's taking like Craig and Heather's freedom to do what other people without disabilities do. And that's get married. And I'm wondering what, what would change in your life if the, if there was marriage equality, um, what would change for you, Craig and Heather? And what changed for me? Um, can you repeat the question one more time? If they changed all the laws, yeah. what would change in your life, in your lives? Um, just have, my thing is able to have enough money to, to have our own insurance together yeah. as one. And for us able to live on that, you know, we, there's a lot of things to consider with that with food, housing. And live to get in and, the same state. Right? And living in the same state. If you so choose to do if so. If we ch- choose to do so. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, you know, they didn't start out their life being in the same state. And I think that's made a huge difference because like Heather, she's got a wonderful job. She's got a wonderful life. She's very independent. And that's the same thing for Craig. You know, he lives independently. He's got a job that he loves. And another thing that's happening with the two of them as they age, there's health issues that you've got to consider. Mm -hmm. And you'll have to, you know, for the two of them, unfortunately, they've got to take into account their parents and what their medical situation is at the time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the really awesome thing for them is that regardless of the impact it's going to have on them, they're still going to advocate for others. Right. And why we advocating for each other is because we're more stronger and more powerful is to have other individuals out there to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like Heather, her sister and her husband are from two different states. In fact, her husband's from Louisiana <laughs> as well. <laughs> and wow. but they can live in the same state of course they don't need services but i mean but they should heather and craig should be able we, to have yeah, that we should be able to have, have that. that same ability to live in the same so like, state i like to live like that because it's my sister okay. i want the same thing what she does so anyway but but having to have services and a disability and everything that puts the obstacle for them versus her sister and her husband. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, that answers the question. And do you feel, Heather, does that feel frustrating to watch your sister get to do the thing that you want to do? Like, do you watch that and think that's not fair or maybe that's not a fair question? I I think it's not fair to me because like, I always want to have my dream house with my husband and it, because it really, it will help me a lot because, you know, we can take care of each other, especially our health and everything. I'm able to do something like my sister. And that's something they would have to figure out because both of them have their lives in each of their states. So that would be. I mean, Craig has to make the decision if that's what we want to do. (laughs) Sure. Once you have that option and that, and that's what, that's what you do yeah, in couples, right? Like you fit that's being in a relationship, like a give and take and compromise and figuring out what works for everybody. Right. And like I told and like I told Craig was I said, what we need to do is get you a paper, write down our options on different jobs and different things that we're involved in. Then we can decide that if we need help, our parents would just have to step in and help us with that. Because that's my goal for me and for him to be able to have that. So we know what we want to do. And that's future. That would be yeah. after. Yeah. If you ever got any of this past. I know. That's, what I'm so saying. that's something we'd have to worry about later. I know. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us, Craig and Heather, about the work that you've done to advocate on behalf of marriage equality? What are the bills that you're trying to get passed and how are you doing that? Um, what we do is we we're we're working with the NDSS. Um, every year we go to Buddy Walk in Washington. So what we do is we go there and they have a little conference for us. What we need to be doing in 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 in, in the Capitol. So we go to our talk to our representatives and our senators on different bills for people with all all abilities. So we talked about, um, it's for the, we talked about the marriage penalty, but even though they're going to change it to, they're going to call it something else now, because it's going to be inside the bill. Um, so we don't know what the name, what they're going to call that. So it has our social security and stuff in there as part of that. Um, and we talked to our senators and representatives about we need to get this going because we can able to be together. And I want to help my Down syndrome community because we have a lot of our teens and adults. Um, if they graduate out of high school, if they want to have a relationship like me and Craig, mm-hmm. I want to help my community and my organization to help ourselves out are some advocates in my downtown community. And there's a lot of uh, relationships too, aren't there? Yeah, there, organization. yeah, there's a lot of relationship in my organization. A lot of, uh, and I want to help them and also a generation of kids that are not starting that yet as they age. As soon as they age out till they're in school or after school, I'm advocating for them to have the same opportunities. Pat and Lisa, you're, I mean, Craig and Heather are just these incredible advocates. And I'm wondering what it's like for you to watch that. 
to watch them advocate for Down syndrome in general and then for marriage equality specifically. I am so proud of both of them because Lisa and I have advocated for years <laughs> and now it's just like turned around and we're doing what we can to support them and advocating. Mm-hmm. And the really amazing mm-hmm. thing about it is we talk the talk, but they walk the walk and people listen to them. If we say, you know, we have self-advocates and they really do an amazing job, but when the two of them open up their mouths and they start speaking, then people really listen and they understand the significance of what they're saying because they're talking issues that impact their lives. Mm-hmm. And like when we went to D.C., huh? you know, there's set bills that we were advocating for, but she adds that marriage penalty in when she was talking to all of them, whether there's a bill or not, she's telling them what her issue is, what her problem is. There's not a bill out there yet to advocate for, but she's she's adding that in as one of her concerns, even though she's advocating for all these other bills too, that um, is the focus. For the buddy walk. Well, it's the same thing with Louisiana too, because like they we went up to DC, we met the staffers, because our um, senators and our representative were in, in the session, and these staffers come in, mm-hmm. and I started off, and we give them the packing and stuff, so the parents includes. Yep. what the bill is by certain numbers yeah. we have. And you also tell your story. And you also yeah. tell our right. stories. And that, that's, yeah, that's the most significant thing that they tell us in the training is just tell your story. You know, they're yeah, interested in the legislation and you're leaving that information, but their personal stories is what makes a difference. Yeah. And my thing is too, like, you know, back then I used to work at a coffee shop called your not your average Joe. So what I did was I, Tom Cole was here. That's our who is Tom is Cole. our representative for Oklahoma in the Cleveland County area. Um, I set up a meeting with him in my organization. So I actually made him coffee, and we talked about the bill. And he's going to get with somebody in Wisconsin about it, and, and so we can get more information about the and bill. What's funny about that situation is I didn't know that she had done it i had i thought our organization had set up that meeting and then i get to that coffee shop with our representative there and i asked said something about it to them i said so did y'all set this up or she said no heather set it up and invited all of us to it so she gets out and does it whether anybody you know she'll take the initiative and do it on her own so i didn't even have a clue she did she set the whole thing up he was in town and just happened to be there she was emailing him and she has kind of a direct email <laughs> to him and they talk and they set up their <laughs> what their meeting was going to be about i love that get it get it heather all right pat and lisa do y'all have any advice for other parents out there or caregivers who um, whose loved ones with Down syndrome are looking to date or, or are in serious relationships, what would you say to them right now as they're kind of considering what that world looks like for them? 
You want to go first? Do you want to go, Lisa, first? Well, one thing that kind of we did, we had a program through our state. Um, I can't even remember what it was, but it was a program that talked about dating and just issues about um, just harassment, sexual harassment. I mean, a big topic, and it was several <laughs> weeks, talked about dating and then talked about uh, sexual harassment, like in the workplace. So educating your child when they can, um, when you think it's appropriate is is probably uh, really important to give them as much education as they can. So, and then, you know, talking to them a lot about relationships and, you know, what's appropriate, what isn't, you know, um, and, and knowing that if they have a feeling and, and they, they meet somebody, you know, it's just navigating, just like we do all of our children is just, um, just being there to support them, to educate, to answer questions. I mean, that's kind of what we did. And then once she met Craig and she really liked Craig and we really liked Craig, we wanted to support her in, in that. And, and as long as he was the, felt the same and, and he reciprocated, then yeah, we're there to support. And we met Pat and Ken and Pat, came to visit us in the beginning because uh, Heather had invited him to an event. and um, Yeah, my junior senior prom. Yeah, and so Pat came to meet us, and he came yeah. to her prom, and then vice versa. We went there and met them. So, you know, you get to know the family. Everybody just, it just takes time sometimes, and, and just when things click, they just click, and everybody's on the same page. So. And I do, I do like Lisa think the parents have to be involved. I know our young folks don't really care for that a lot, but I know friends of mine whose young adults are, think they're in love or they're in a relationship with somebody that's not treating them the way they should treat them. So parents do need to be involved. And lots of times individuals with developmental disabilities, they're looking for a relationship. They don't necessarily understand what the elements of a successful relationship are. And, you know, somebody they may meet, that's my boyfriend immediately. Well, you know, I think you do have to take them and navigate them through the process of understanding that, you know, that may be a friend to you. It may not be a boyfriend. Right. And that's okay, too. But um, it's a very, very collaborative effort between the two young adults mm -hmm. and their families. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I, Craig and Heather, what advice do you have for somebody with Down syndrome who's listening, who wants to be dating? Yeah. Um, if I had a friend that wants to get start dating and want to be in a serious relationship, all they have to do is believe in themselves. They need to communicate and be honest with each other. My advice is also, if you want to be in a relationship and get married, I think that it is open communication. It's basically talk one-on-one -on -one with each other and see what can you do to 
believe in yourself and communicate as well to to like go to the movies with your friends and just hang out and just talk one on one and have parents in your future to come in and help them out. That's good. That's good advice. I'm so grateful that you guys took the time to hang out with us and share some of your love story and some of what you're advocating for. And Craig and Heather, I think you are just incredible humans. And Pat and Lisa, you too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Um, can you let people know where they can find more about you? So we, we will link that YouTube video of your wedding, which I'm so excited to watch. But are you guys on Instagram? Is there a way that people can follow along with your with what's going on? I do have Instagram and also Facebook. Uh, Facebook too. Instagram. Okay. 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 We'll be sure to link those too so people can find you and follow along. And you'll you'll see Heather's workouts because she she does a lot of workouts on her Facebook page. Awesome. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, originally I like to work out because I'm trying to go to the next USA Games in Minnesota. Yes, I feel like we could have had a whole conversation around your Special Olympics uh, career. Yes. And all that you're doing. (laughs) And and Craig's especially. He was really good this summer. I also was at USA Games in Orlando. So we had the most experience. And Heather came and all the family came. And we were the competition with basketball so and one thing what i did was even though i did something very special for heather is because since i started running the 321 i did it in honor of heather because she had 80 days of covid and i did it in honor of heather oh my gosh wow yeah yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and actually at Orlando, I I find this out that he Craig had an interview with ESPN. So I was on the interview with him. Yep. He asked her to come and yeah. be on the interview, or they did, I guess. Wow. You guys. It's incredible. I love your love. <laughs> Thank you for having Thank us. You. yes thank you so much we're going to take a break and be right back this episode is sponsored by able now for too long americans with disabilities weren't able to save money for the future advocates fought hard to change this resulting in a grassroots movement that changed the law so people with disabilities can achieve a better life experience. Today, AbleNow accounts help eligible individuals and their families save and invest without endangering certain disability benefits that are critical for health and independence. There is no enrollment fee, no minimum amount required to start your savings, and anyone can contribute to the account to help make dreams a reality, save for today's needs or for future goals. Funds in your AbleNow account can pay for a variety of qualified disability expenses related to health, independence, and quality of life. AbleNow accounts are available to qualified individuals in all 50 states. Learn if you or someone you know is eligible for an AbleNow account at AbleNow.com. That's AbleNow.com. 
All right, friends and listeners, it's time to wrap up this episode. Thank you again so much, Craig and Heather, for sharing your love and Pat and Lisa for being along for the ride. Mm. Uh, Listeners, we're so grateful that you were here to listen. And don't forget, friends, head on over to luckyview.co. Use code podcast, all caps, to get 10% off all your narrative shifting gear. And as always, we are so grateful to Josh Avis for editing this episode and to Ashley Fracalasi for producing it. And all of y'all out there in the world, if you liked this episode, share it with family and friends. It means so much to us. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and then head over to theluckyviewpodcast.com for show notes and links to everything that you heard today that you're going to want to know more about. And be sure to follow us on social media at The Lucky Few Pod. We're always giving you some great content out there. It's a good follow, you guys. It's a good follow. (laughs) And hey, listener, if you, hey, listener. (laughs) Hey, listener. Hey, listener. And hey, listener, (laughs) you're slaying it. We love you. We're here cheering you on always. We can't wait to be together next week. Until then, let's say this. We love some love. We love so much love.